Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Today is part two of my literacy-based strategies for speech therapy especially for your older speech students. Last week, we talked all about before reading activities and getting them interested and excited and guessing what it's going to be all about and tapping into that background knowledge and making sure they truly understand what they're going to be reading about. And today, we're going to be talking all about what to do while reading. We shouldn't just give them a text and wait to the end to ask those questions. We need to be engaging with the text while they are reading it to tap into speech goals but also to be doing what successful readers are doing indirectly on their own, spontaneously. Okay, so why is during reading activities so important in a classroom? This is what classroom teachers should be doing and what our students should be doing. It allows our students to monitor their comprehension and understanding, and we can monitor and check for their understanding as well. It lets students know if they are indeed learning and understanding what they are reading. For this reason, Reading strategies that take place while students are reading are very important in the ultimate goal of gathering and transferring text into knowledge. Okay, so yes, this is very important for nonfiction and reading to learn. We also know that our students are reading novels in class and need to be able to be engaging with what they are reading and understanding what they know and what they don't know. Okay, so what can we do as speech therapists while we're reading? We can ask questions to keep our students on track and focus their attention on main ideas and important points in a text. So what I like to do is when I'm reading an article from like readworks.org or tween tribune or newsela.com 
is I will break it up paragraph by paragraph. I may even present them only one paragraph at a time. A lot of times I copy and paste a text and put it into like a Google slide or copy it into a Word document and stretch it out. They're only getting one paragraph, so it's not as overwhelming. I don't know about you, but my students, when they see like multiple paragraphs, they freak out, get overwhelmed. But if I gave them like a task card of just one paragraph, it's not so overwhelming for them. So that is why I like to break things up paragraph by paragraph and teach them what to do, how to after each paragraph. If it's fiction, who is it about and what happened to them? If it's nonfiction, what was the topic and what did you learn? Generate one main idea. So you can be working on main idea. You can be working on sentence structure. You can be working on just WH questions and having another student put those together to generate a sentence. There's so many different things that you can do and different goals you can incorporate while going paragraph by paragraph so you get to know if they understand it or not and whether they need to reread it here again, maybe break it up sentence by sentence. Maybe they can't comprehend a whole paragraph. That allows you to know what they need to do to be able to be successful and pull it back and be willing to adapt as needed. But we can teach our students to recognize this as well. Should we go on to the next paragraph if we're not fully grasping what just happened in the paragraph beforehand? Probably not. We might need to reread it or ask questions, ask for help. Maybe we don't understand a vocabulary word in there and we need to utilize our context clues to figure it out. Okay, so that's one thing I like to do when I'm teaching my students. And it's a great note-taking strategy, which is also a during reading activity. Using graphic organizers, using note-taking strategies, a lot of our students are using like close reading strategies, which is taking notes in the margins to think analytically about what they're reading. So it's getting them to think deeper about what they're reading. There's every school, every district, every ELA teacher, what have you, has different strategies and protocols. But these are all different things that our students are being expected to do in the classroom. I know in my district, they want the students to be recognizing if they have an aha moment or like notice and note and like they know it is something. So they want the students to be engaging with the text and asking questions while they're reading. It's like, what do you wonder? What do you notice? What do you think will happen next? And we can give them this inner dialogue to ask themselves while they're reading and modeling our thinking about our thinking when we read. A lot of times we just know how to generate a main idea, but we don't necessarily think about, well, what did I do to come up with that answer? Right? We just do it, right? So we need to take a step back and think, what is my inner dialogue going on in my head that allowed me to generate an answer or engage with the text? And we need to say those dialogues out loud and give our students those conversation scripts with themselves. Okay, think about your social skills students. We need to give them those sentence frames and question stems or what have you so that they can be successful without us, right? We need to model it and teach them what to do when we're not around, right? We only see them, what, an hour a week? Okay, so we need to encourage them to pay attention to the important parts, right? Use some note-taking strategies, checking for understanding. Do they know? Do they don't know? Do we need to break down even further? We can also encourage our students to return to those predictions that they made before reading and see if they're confirmed by the text, right? So you can pull in those before reading activities. Have that list that you generated before reading right there in front of you. And while reading, hey, were we correct or incorrect? Why or why not? It gets them to truly think critically about what they're reading and refer back to what they did beforehand, okay? We can also teach our students to visualize while reading, to make a picture in their heads. So again, you can work on describing that's a good listening comprehension strategy. It allows them to think about the big picture, what it's all about, so your main idea goals. Also teaching what's relevant and not important to filter out that unnecessary information. 
We can be doing all these things while reading. We can check for understanding by teaching them paraphrasing or restating what's important or how to break apart those difficult sentences and paragraphs. How can we teach them to simplify it so that they can grasp it and teach them maybe there are some complex grammatical structures in the text and we can tackle those while reading. Again, you might also want to tackle that before reading, but then you approach it while reading and tackle it even further to make sure they're understanding and knowing how to use the strategies that you taught them. Okay, so all those things that you did beforehand, you can refer back to it while reading, such as, hey, remember when we watched that mystery jug all about magic? What does that have to relate to what happened in this text? What did we learn then that's helping us understand what's going on now? And you can do like the I see, I know, and I can guess graphic organizer to teach them to make inferences. So I see in the text, it says this. What do I know about, I'm using the magician as an example. What do you know about magicians? And what can you guess based on what you read, what you know? What are some guesses you can make about what might happen next or what's going to happen to this character or what have you? Okay, so again, note-taking while reading. So many times I find that speech pathologists or teachers give the graphic organizer after reading to teach students how to help with answering questions or summarizing or maybe generating a written response, but then it becomes a memory task. We want to teach our students to take notes while they're reading and not wait to after, where it's because if they didn't understand something, they're not going to know that after the fact. You want to teach them how to take notes while reading to identify when they are struggling with something or not understanding something and need to read it again. When students take notes as they read, they begin to compile key information on their own and making sure that they are understanding the information and its big ideas. Okay, so we want to teach them to, whether it's a graphic organizer or taking notes in the margin, it doesn't have to be fancy to be effective, but we need to teach them to critically think and think about what it's about and check for understanding and do they understand it, what do they not know, and self-reflect and self-monitor their thinking while they're reading. One question I get asked often is, okay, so if you're doing all these things, what if you don't finish the text? That's okay. I know sometimes, especially with our older students, our groups are not always the same. Like you might have some group members with those students on Tuesday, but when they come back on Thursday, it might be a different group or some students only come once a week. I get that. I have the same issue. What I found is I let the students that if there is a group that started something together, the next group, when I see them, if there's students in that group that didn't do the before activity or didn't start the lesson with them, Either one, I might wait to the following week when that exact group is intact again and might finish it then. But if I didn't want to wait that long, I've had those students just, hey, tell your classmates, remember that text we read? What do you remember about it? And that's why I also have the notes while reading will help you because, okay, let's look back at our notes and see what it was about. Okay, where did we leave off? Okay, what can we guess was, is going to happen next? All right, now let's read again. Okay, so it's a matter of not thinking too deep about if, you know, the, the dynamic, or say you had a student absent, things happen, I get it, right? Just utilize the students, refresh their memory. If they have those notes, it's going to help them. Remember, again, we're taking notes while reading versus after reading, so it's going to be okay. And let's move on. Let's check our notes. What main ideas do we write for each paragraph? Okay, what well, can we guess is it going to be about? What do we remember? Do we have character setting prompts? Go through all those different things and move on. Remember tapping into their background knowledge, reminding them of the before reading activities that you did. Hey, remember that mystery dog we watched, that YouTube video on so-and-so, and then move on. Okay, so again, why isn't it so important to do during reading activities? It helps our students monitor their comprehension and understanding. 
and we can do it as well. And in conjunction with working on various speech goals that are correlated with these literacy-based activities. Again, we can ask our students to think of main ideas as they're reading. That's the big picture. So that's what you can be working on main idea. You can work on note-taking, work on visualizing. You can teach students to ask questions while reading. What do you wonder? What do you notice? We can also focus their attention on parts of the text that might require them to read between the lines and make inferences while they're reading. There is evidence that shows that while reading inferences are easier to make than after reading inferences, where it's like more delayed and they have to remember the text. So you can teach them how to read between the lines as it is happening when things might not be explicitly stated in the text. We can teach them how to do it in the moment so that they are not just skipping over that piece and missing a critical detail in the story or text. Okay, and we can teach them to check for understanding, to paraphrase, restate what's important, understand difficult sentences. They can refer back to their predictions that they made during the before reading activities, and they can confirm what was correct or incorrect from their predictions. And it'll help them have a deeper understanding and self-monitor their comprehension. And we can give them those self-talk conversational scripts so that they know what to do when they're by themselves to make sure that they're understanding. We can show them that they can be successful, that they can understand, answer questions, take notes, do all the things that their peers are able to do and build their confidence. All right, next week, I'm going to be talking all about after reading activities that you can do in speech. So make sure you check that out. And if you haven't already checked the before reading episode from last week, what are you waiting for? Okay. And that is why also in SLP Elevate, every text that I provide also comes with graphic organizers so that you can incorporate note-taking strategies easily with the text. And I show you how to teach main idea if they're struggling with it as a note-taking activity and how to some summarizing graphic organizers and all that fun stuff. I give you fiction, nonfiction texts all related to a high interest theme so that your students have the background knowledge, most likely. And if not, they're interested in it because they know their friends are interested in it and it gives them that one up. All right. So if you haven't checked out SLP Elevate yet, what are you waiting for? All right. Ready for a joke time? What do you get when you throw a million books into the ocean? A tidal wave. Ching. All right, guys. Until next week, stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.